It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Hey guys, it's your host, Brian Preston. We're going to be doing a show today on how to protect yourself and your privacy uh, because there was a great article that came out in Consumer Reports. Okay, I have to, guys, you know, it's, you try to be run a professional show here. By the way, go to money-guy.com. And then your co-host is sitting across the table here, totally losing it. What's going on, Bob? Okay, so a little bit peek behind the scenes, guys. Every single day before we start recording, we do some sound tests to make sure our levels are all right, to make sure my sound lines up with Brian's sound, lines up with the music that we play. And every day, right before we start, we get it lined up perfect, so everybody's equal. But the secret is, is in all those test takes, Brian whispers before we start. <laughs> Because what I just noticed is when he gave the introduction, hey guys, this is Brian, it was about 10 times louder That's than it we normally got, we got, is. we got to grab attention, Bo. This is, this, maybe you're not used to how audio type the industry works, but we have to grab the people and then bring them in. This is the normal talking voice now, so we're good. So let's get back on point. Well, by the way, Bo is feeling a little, I don't know, I guess hopped up a little bit because after lunch today, I'm actually letting him take off work. We're loading up in a car and driving over to God's country, which is Athens, Georgia. And we're going to celebrate that he's getting married in a few weeks by kind of having a bachelor day and a half. Um, where we're going to take him out in Athens tonight, and then we're going to go golf tomorrow. So good time. So if you notice, he's feeling a little, you know, kind of maybe overstepping. It's because he's feeling, you know, he's realizing. I think he, he feels the walls closing in around him, and he realizes he's going to be married in a few weeks. So he's not really in his normal mind. <laughs> I'd tell people at the softball game last week the same thing, too, Bo. Right, right. Well, that makes sense. Because, you know, you weren't yourself. Normally, you know, you're... You, you do well out there this time. You you got other things on your mind. Well, it's that combined. You know, the CFA is not this weekend, but next weekend, level three. So that's another big one. I'll just be happy when that whole thing is gone and over with. So bringing us back around. So anybody who's a brand new Money Guy listener goes, why does this guy have so many positive comments when they obviously, these are just two turkeys that have a remote, uh, you know a microphone in front of them. But Let's get it back to talking about identity theft and protecting yourself and your privacy concerns. And this is not only going to be for online, but also with, you know, using your, your bank cards, checkbooks, and things like that in your, your day-to-day life. What I found was, talking about shock, shock and awe type statistics, is when I found on Consumer Reports' website that they said that 16 million households have been victims of identity theft over the past year, I was like, 16 million households? How big is that number? Because that sounds like a lot of households. So I'm dorky enough or nerdy enough that I went and actually the Census Bureau publishes how many houses are in the United States. The number came up with was 114.8 million households as of 2010. I see Bo, try, Bo I've already out-nerded you. I've done the calculations. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's 14% of U.S. households or about one in seven, if you can believe it. So one in seven households in the past year has had some type of identity theft issue. And that number is up over 50% in the last year alone. Now, what I thought was interesting, I, the, the, the inspiration for this show topic was actually I recorded on the, the local public access channel. They asked me to come on and speak about this. So I, I came and spoke, and they had um, one of the police officers there that deals with these issues here locally. And he shared that we just in the last year, the county I live in, they're, they're – 
instances of identity theft has increased by over 54% in the last year alone. So you can see this is not just a st statistic that was put out there by Consumer Reports. This is really going on in my neighborhood as well as probably your neighborhood out there. So it's just really shocking to see that many households are impacted. The other thing I thought was interesting is it said 1.6 million households had to replace a computer due to computer infections, malware as they call it, um, to the cost of, now this is not million, this is billion with a B, $2.3 billion. So that is shocking to know that many people are being impacted. And, you know, we've even had in instances here. You know, I'm very good. I'm sure everybody out there in the audience, you've gotten those emails that have the hyperlinks in it. And you don't, pay, you, you're like, this is totally a virus right, link. Right. Um, you need to stay away from this thing. I have a few friends, though, that they live off their mobile phones. And it's not uncommon for them to send me like a two-word um, email message or to send me a link to something. So I did get one of those from a friend of mine in the past six months. I clicked on the link. Right. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh my God, I've totally just blown my computer up. We have an IT guy that helps us out with everything. But what's the what's the the, 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 the catch-all that you always do? Is it, isn't it Alt? I think it's Alt F. If you ever click on something that was bad, that you noticed something kind of messed up was going on, you're supposed to Alt, and I think it's F4, and it'll just start shutting down windows on your computer. Yeah, so Alt F4 is your friend, because if you just try to hit the X button in the upper right-hand corners, sometimes the, the bad, infectious, you know, the links and so forth, they count on you trying to hit that, and that's actually might be installing the program. Right. So you just want to hit that Alt F4, and that will let you manually start shutting down the windows, close it down, reboot it, and that majority of the time, that will get you out of trouble. Right. Um, just something that I think the average person doesn't know that, that that's what you can do. So just looking at some things that you can do to protect yourself, because this is seems to be a trend. I know a lot of these identity thefts, 7.4 million were people, households of that 16 million households, 7.4 million of the households were because unauthorized use was on a credit card. I know in the last two years, I went to eat at a Mexican restaurant here in, in town, and somehow the entire database of credit cards that had been used at that restaurant in the last three weeks was compromised, and there were hundreds of people in our community that were impacted by it. It made national news. It was a pretty big deal because they, they found this big hacker group is, was responsible right. for it. But my credit card was stolen, and I don't know if they resold my information because I, had, I got hit. I bought some motorcycle helmets in Alabama, which anybody knows me. I'm a super conservative guy. You're not going to catch me on a motorcycle. Um, the other thing was we had um, bought some groceries down in uh, a Winn-Dixie down in Florida. Okay. Um, you know, I had to tell them, nope, wasn't down in Miami um, during that week. Right. And then the, we bought some other stuff at a Kmart, and I believe in New York. So, and then some electronic, yeah, I mean, it, the, these cards, they go out and, uh, around a criminal network and they get used fast and they get used hard. So when this happens, we want to kind of give you the tips and tricks on, on what you can do to protect yourself, uh, because I think this is going to be more and more of a trend, as I, as I shared already, one in seven people, households are getting impacted by this right. each year, and it feels like for me, Every other year, I'm having to change my credit cards because one, my numbers get stolen right. or something. Another thing that I've caught on to, a, 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 I noticed this because my business cards, I'm very particular with. You know, I don't just buy, you know, stuff with my business cards. And I, my business card got hacked in the last, you know, two years too. 
what I found out was, and be careful of this, because I don't think that a lot of people have caught on to this. I bought some printer cartridge. I bought um, some, some toner cartridges that were, truthfully, guys, they were about 20% of what they should have cost. Right. And, you know, and it was one of those things I did, a price grabber search, came in super cheap. I was like, this is outstanding. I, I knew when I was buying it, I was like, I've never heard of this vendor. This doesn't look like a normal website, but I, I used it anyway because I was such a tightwad. I was like, 20% of what the retail cost is, this is perfect. I'll buy this because we need some toner. And sure enough, I got the toner. But then my credit card was quickly used for a right. bunch of other transactions. So, and I've heard about that. I've actually seen some press where it is common now for some criminals to to put up actual legitimate items. I don't know if they came by them by stealing them or you know whatever. They've come to to have electronics and other things that they will put up for very cheap prices to get people to buy them. It's, it basically looks like a legitimate storefront. But they will use that that data that you provide with your credit card and other things to go maximize that and go make use of it. So be very careful also when you're buying goods on the internet that if it, the deal looks too good to be true, there might be something to that. So that, that's one thing that you can look at. So let's talk about what happens if a credit card that you have is being used you know, inappropriately. Right. Somebody is basically <laughs> stolen your credit card. By the way, Bo, have you been have you been a victim of this yet, or is it just me? You know what? I the you know obviously we all have you know business cards. I, I have not um, ever had an issue with this, but to to my credit, I don't do a ton of online shopping. I've kind of picked it up recently, um, but no, I haven't had any instances where I've had any anything significant happen. The one thing is, I pulled my credit report and there was something on there, but I think it was more just a uh, some erroneous data ended up on there. It wasn't any debt right. or anything, but... Sidebar. You know why he's shopping on the internet more, guys? Ebates. <laughs> Ebates is the bomb, and there's no, there's no two ways about it. I, I will tell you, just to give you guys... Um, we'll get back to identity theft, but Ebates, you know, when I first got told about it and talked to people about it, I was like, okay, that kind of reminds me of the old Bean cashback that right. we were big fans of. And then... Um, I signed up for it. You know, when you first sign up, the first thing the, the welcome screen is going to ask you is, do you want a gift card to Target or these other vendors? And I was like, okay, so all I have to do is one transaction. I get a $10 gift card. I was like, whatever. So I did it. You know, I think I shared with you guys, I bought a winch through four-wheel parts um, for my Jeep. Um, sure enough, they deposited my money via PayPal, my rebate, and then I got my, I'm holding in hand right now, if we had a, you know, visual section to the podcast here, You'd see me holding up my Target gift card. Um, Bo, how much did you get from all the stuff you did at Macy's? You know, I, I ordered a lot of the wedding stuff for my groomsmen from Macy's to kind of make it easier on them. 13% cash back on, on the whole order. So I bought for all the groomsmen 13%. It was a huge chunk. I mean, it was a lot of money. Now it's just sitting there waiting for them to mail me a check. I'm going to shamelessly plug this also because um, I'm going to get Nikki when she does the show notes to publish the link that we have for Ebates. And guys, um, I want you to use it whether you use this link or not, but if you want to help the Money Guy Show, use this link because that's what I, I kind of got Bo, I got Nikki using it. And you know, and every time you refer somebody and they actually go through this link, it gives you a little you know, wink and a nod um, hookup. So I, I appreciate that and I'll, we'll put that link out there, but it really is a good deal. I wouldn't share it with you guys 
unless I really thought it was a, a great deal. But getting back, if somebody uses your credit card inappropriately, because maybe you are doing a lot more internet shopping and, and that, that does open you up to more exposure, it appears. The first thing is obviously call the credit card company right. to, to let them know. The good news is they're only supposed to be able to charge you a $50 print, you know, essentially a, a fee for having your credit card number stolen. But the times that has happened to me, they have never enforced that $50. Right. Typically, they take all those charges off of your credit card um, and they they don't charge you anything for them. You just have to go with the headache of changing, getting a new credit card number, as well as making sure anything that you have on auto bill pay gets reset up. Now, I may be jumping ahead, but am I correct in understanding that th that's a little bit different, your, your total exposure from credit cards versus debit cards, if yeah. you were to use a debit card on an online purchase? Well, debit cards have gotten better. I will tell you, I still, but I'm kind of an old soul on that, is that I have not switched to using debit cards because debit cards are a direct link to your bank account. Right. Um, and I know banks have really made a, a strong effort. They've added reward programs now to debit cards. They've also added some protection for, for people who use debit cards where, you know, you don't have as much exposure, meaning that if you use your debit card and somebody steals money or gets unauthorized use, they don't lock your money up as much as they used to. Right. But here's my common sense approach to debit cards. This is a direct pipeline to your checking account. The last thing I want to have happen is somebody gets access to that like they have with my credit cards to where now they have access to my cash. It, you know, because what if you've got, if you're like me with your checking account, I have a lot of bills being set up to be paid automatically, you know, your mortgage, your utilities, what if somebody got a hold of that access, loaded it up, and you know cleaned you out right as your mortgage was about to hit or right. your utilities? Now, I recognize the banks are probably, because they've been very aggressive at trying to get people to use debit cards, they would probably reimburse you for any fees that are assessed as well as make it all whole. But I think about the time that goes into fixing and unraveling right. that transaction because now you have to go to every one of your vendors that you bounce a check on and say, guys... It was identity theft. I'm really not a deadbeat because I know everybody who's listening to a personal finance podcast, you're probably just like me, that one of the things you're most proud of in your life is that you have outstanding credit. And the last thing you want to have happen is something give you a little bit of a tarnish or, right. or even because I, I, you know, I've had situations where things have come up where you have to call somebody up and say, look, there was a mailing error with the bill. It didn't, we did not receive it. That's why you didn't get the payment on this date, or y'all added a security. Because I know I do a lot of online bill pay through PayTrust. One of my pet peeves, this is why I've almost quit using my Discover card altogether, is because it seems like every 30 to 45 days, they're changing their online security login protocol. Right, right, right. And whenever they do that, if you have an online bill pay that's getting e-delivery, meaning that they are, you know, your bill pay service is getting the bills sent directly to them through an e-delivery type situation because it has your user ID and password that it can go out there and grab the information, it quits getting those updates when they change their security protocols. So sometimes you'll miss a billing cycle when they change their user ID and password. And that's that's here nor there, but it's one of those things when you call them, you can totally tell when you're explaining this very logical reason why you didn't pay the bill on time. They're like, this guy's broke. <laughs> I mean, that's what I always assume they're thinking. Oh, this guy's... Because you know that these guys who answer the customer service line are used to dealing on a daily basis with deadbeats who probably are broke, right. who are behind on things. And here you are as a reasonable consumer who really has had an unfortunate event. 
you don't want to be on that side of it. But um, I don't like giving anybody access to my direct pipeline of cash. So that's why we don't, I don't use debit cards, but good point, Bo. Um, if you, like I said, change, the first thing you gotta do if your credit card number is stolen, contact the, the issuing bank, you know, whether it's, you know, whoever you use for yours, you know, call, call the bank that issued your credit card, let them know that they need to put a fraud alert on there. They'll go ahead and take off those charges. They'll issue you out a new credit card. You need to then, I would recommend checking your credit report. You know, the, the main credit card, um, credit reporting agencies are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Um, we're going to give you the 1-800 numbers on those. You can also pull them up on the internet, but the 1-800 numbers for Equifax, and we'll put this on the show notes at money-guy.com. Equifax is 1-800-525-6285. Experian is... Um, triple eight, so that's eight 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 three nine seven three seven four two, and then TransUnion is one eight hundred six eight zero seven two eight nine. So those are some really good numbers. By the way, even if you haven't had some somebody steal your credit card, pull your credit reports anyway. It is so powerful to see what's going on with your credit. Another thing to make note of is every everyone in this country is entitled to one free credit report from each of the three credit reporting agencies every single year. So you get three a year. Um, you can get that by going to annualcreditreport.com. That's the one that truly is free. Some of these others like free credit report are actually a subscription service that you sign up for. And if you forget to opt out of it, they end up charging you. It's not truly free, even though they have the really good jingles on the commercials. The website you want to go to is annualcreditreport.com. And, and they will, even annual credit report that is completely, you know, out there as a service, they will have a, an option that they're going to offer you if you want to pay $9, $10. Right. If you want to see your actual FICO store score, um, you can pay that. I've paid it because it's kind of curious to see how good you look to, to the right. world out there when you're asking for credit. Um, you know, can, looking at some of these other things, if you want to take it a step further, if you think this is not just somebody got your credit card numbers, but maybe they are, you know, maybe they have your driver's license, maybe this is the things you have to be careful of. If somebody's actually taking your identity because they have your name, address, you know, your driver's license number, your date of birth, as well as your social security number, maybe they're opening up credit cards in your name. If those type of things are happening, then you need to go provide a driver's license to each of the, the credit reporting agency's fraud unit and register an affidavit. You also need to um, contact the proper authorities. Um, it might even mean that you have to go with the, you know, file a police report with the local police department and then contact the Social Security Administration. Um, at the, 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 the Social Security Administration fraud hotline is 1-800-269-0271. And that leads to the, the thing that I've seen happen. And I actually had a client who was impacted by this in the last year. Social Security numbers, guys, are being hit now, where you'll go file your tax return, try to e-file it, and you'll get a rejection from the e-file system because it says, wait a minute, this person here has already filed a tax return previously. And you're like, well, no, I haven't filed a tax return. I had a case last year where a client, um, the wife's Social Security number had already been filed under her maiden name. Her, before she was married, it was under her maiden. She'd been married for over a decade. Right. But it was filed under her maiden name and, um, you know, it's, it's been a mess unraveling that and trying to work through it. So be very careful, you know, and by the way, if that happens to you, what you have to end up doing is um, there's actually some forms for the IRS that you have to file um, under their fraud protection 
and then you'll have to send in the police report and all kind of other supporting documents to show that you're not the, the person that was doing that, not something that's a fun process, especially since the people you're working with there is the IRS, right, which uh, right. I don't think is anybody's favorite people to work with. Now, if you have physically somebody who has taken your identity and they're going out there and doing all these things, you probably, after you get the police report, um, the actual Federal Trade Commission does keep a database of identity thefts so that you can potentially help out in the grand scheme of helping things. You can contact them at one eight seven seven ftc help um, that, that will help you out on, on, you know, so that you can be logged in and, and you know, maybe they can figure out who these criminals are and, and help somebody out for the long term. I want to talk to you about the physical protection of things, too, because a lot of people... You know, I don't see it happening as much. You don't see people paying with checks. Checks are a disaster, I think, from an identity theft standpoint, because let's face it, a check has usually your name, your spouse's name, your address, your phone number. I mean, it has some people even are crazy enough that they put their driver's license number on their checks, because you notice whenever you pay with a check, a lot of times they'll want your driver's license and they write down your driver's license number. So some people said, I'm going to help the vendors out. So I put my driver's license number on there. The only thing they're missing at that point is your social security number. And here in Georgia, as of 10 years ago, you still could have your social security number be this, your driver's license number could be your social security number. Right. So some people might be unknowingly just providing criminals with access to anything they want. So that's why I do recommend using credit cards. Remember when I talk about credit cards, because I know my, my fans out there that are Dave Ramsey people were like, oh my God, I can't believe he's advocating credit cards. Remember guys, responsible credit card usage. That's where you use your credit card, you pay that bill off on a month to month basis, as well as milking those rewards as much as possible. That's what, so don't think, I'm not saying go max out the credit cards and we'll just not worry about paying it. I'm saying be very responsible with the use of those things. Um, that's really, those are, those are kind of the big tips. You know, the other thing I can tell you that I, I came across a lot when I was going over a lot of this research was you have the option of freezing your credit. Um, here's the thing about freezing your credit. Freezing your credit is something that used to only be available through each of the credit reporting agencies if you were a victim of identity theft, but they now open it up to where the average consumer can also do um, a credit freeze. And what that allows you to do is you can put uh, an access code or a PIN so that anytime somebody wants to access your credit, maybe you're applying for a new, you know, to get a new car loan or a new credit card, they're going to have to actually get the PIN or you got to provide the PIN to the credit reporting agencies before they will release the credit information. Um, that sounds great, and it really is a, probably a great protection if you have been the victim of identity theft, but you need to know that every time you do ask to, for them to thaw your credit for that one item that's coming through, there's usually a 3 to $10 charge, and that's probably fine if you're only getting using your credit two to three times um, you know, every three years or right. so, you know, maybe you buy a car every 10 years or five years, or you, you know, you're refinancing once every 10 years or something like that, you know, where they need to touch your credit. Right. But if you're one of these people that maybe you own a business and you're constantly having to open up lines of credits with vendors and stuff like that. So you have lines when you're buying supplies, I think a, a credit freeze might not be the best thing for you. So be very careful with that, with the use. The other thing that I want to kind of give out to consumers before we close the show out is that as part of the Consumer Reports article, they came out with a list of, of you know, malware web, um, inf you know, stuff that you can download on your computer to protect you. The free site that they like, Consumer Reports liked for free anti-malware programs was 
Bo, that was A-V-I-R-A, and we agreed that was Avira. Avira, Avira, something yeah, a, like that. Yeah, Avira. So that's a that's a free, um, you know, that they that's the only one that was recommended by Consumer Reports was that Avira. Uh, obviously, their number one on the pay security sites was actually also Avira, but they do have a ninety dollar download annual subscription fee, but that's a full security suite, you know, so it's probably got more protection than obviously the free version, which is right. just an antivirus check. They also on the pay side recommend GData, um, which was um, at gdata-software.com was the website. The um, Avira, by the way, was avira.com was their website. Um, there was Kaspersky, um, Kaspersky, I think that's a C-A-S-P-E-R-S-K-Y. That's an internet security um, suite, and that's K, you know, it's exactly like it's spelled, K-A-S-P-E-R-S-K-Y.com. Kaspersky? Kaspersky, yeah. Did I just make, I I made that way more complicated. You know why? It's because we have a client that spells his name very similar (laughs) to that. So I just basically used the name of of one of our clients because he spells it very, I made it way, you know, so I added ethnicity and, you know, and all the kind of other things from a global standpoint to something that should have been Casper Sky. Um, E-S-E-T, which you see how I'm spelling now versus the E-Set is a smart security five. It's um, $80 a year. And it um, provides um, a lot of protection as well. So that type of stuff will help you out. I can't help but close out the show mentioning we did the last show on Facebook. Right. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is, um, if you, you have to be living under a rock to not see, their, their public offering came out. You know, everybody was hopped up that it was going to be $38. And then it has not been good. If you bought, got in on that, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like, why did I get into Facebook? And here's the thing we've realized is that I'm worried Facebook has got a lot of things in its favor and the fact that it's got a, you know, a database of over 900 million users. I mean, it is incredibly large on how many people have signed up. But I often wonder, you, you look at things and you say, at what point in time did, did they make a misstep? Right. You know, that causes a company to really have trouble. And I'm worried that Facebook might have, as, as we like to talk in pop culture, jumped the shark um, with this IPO because it has burned a lot of people. I know that a lot of the users I know um, were starting to have some fatigue issues, meaning that the, the product's been out in cycle, you know, just like we went through MySpace and it's now not the cool kid anymore. You know, Facebook's been out for a number of years now, so it's kind of there's starting to be some product fatigue a little bit because I think people, um, it's been out there long enough that maybe it's not as cool as it used to be. Right. And then it seems like some of the user da- interfaces, Bo, did you want to elaborate on that yeah, any? Yeah, it just seems like I've, I've noticed, and it may be because they have all this IPO stuff or, or whatever, maybe they're working on changing, they're still doing the whole uh, you know timeline changeover. But it seems like some of the user interface isn't working as seamlessly as it always has. Seems like it's kind of glitching more and locking up a little bit more, which um, eventually at some point, if this really is a social media site where people like the immediacy of the information and being able to navigate pretty quickly, they're going to get tired of a site that's not uber, uber functional. Um, and so that's the thing that I've noticed. But I'm, I'm assuming they'll get that worked out, and yeah. it might just be a temporary thing. And, and I wish them all the success in the world, because I love private businesses. I mean, just think about the tax impact that it's added for California. It's, it has been a, one of these these changing technologies, obviously fixing things uh, or addressing needs that we didn't even realize we had five to ten years ago in technology. 
But um, I think it is a good time to probably, as we're talking about privacy and other things with Facebook, to remember, because we do this a lot. Um, I didn't, you know, since I hired Bo, we, we've been able to do this, is that when you have a Facebook page, just always be aware of what you're putting out there. I have a, a friend that is actually a private investigator. He owns a company, and um, he, he has shared some incredible things with me about how he uses Facebook. You know, it's very easy for him to figure out um, where people live, what their activities are, just by, you know, creating a bogus ID and going out there and friending people, or a lot of people don't even shut their stuff off to the public. I mean, they they just have it open for anybody and everybody to see. But Facebook, really, you need to be careful because you never know who's watching. watching. Because decision makers, your insurers, a lot of insurance companies are now, you know, if they have an investigation or something, one of the first places they're going to go is Facebook to, to get some insight. Your employers, Bo knows, every time we've looked at when we were hiring, no offense, Nikki, you probably don't know this now, but we went and looked things up to yeah. go see. I mean, one of the people we interviewed had a very interesting quote I still remember on how to sa- you could save water. Um, do, do you remember that, Bo? I mean, it was one of those things you read yeah, that on somebody's face, Facebook page, and you're like, really? That's what, you know, this, this girl I just interviewed, that's what she has on her, as her favorite quote, is that, hey, save water by showering with people or something. Yeah. It was something to that yeah, effect, and I was just, just it was like weird. Um, I also remember that enemies and criminals, you know, if you're going on vacation, it used to be you just had to worry that you had your newspaper, you didn't want to let it build up at the end of the driveway or let your mail collect, you just had to get a neighbor to do that for you. Now, Facebook is another tool that people are using. So, well, if you think about this, if you think about, you, you know, you have pictures on Facebook and you have a picture of you and your family in your living room. Well, in that living room, you have the big screen TV and the nice this and the nice that. Well, then, you know, a month later, you put on your Facebook, hey, heading out of town for the next two weeks. So excited. Criminals can see that and say, well, well this family has a lot of nice stuff in there and they're not going to be there. That's, that's kind of prime picking. So these are, this is kind of some guidelines that were provided in that Consumer Reports article on Facebook. Think before you type, even if deleted accounts, because you can delete an account. Maybe you get fed up with it and you try to delete. It's going to stay active for up to a month. And then remember, that data never really goes away. It's saved somewhere. Protect basic information. Be careful of friends of friends info sharing because that exposes your information to tens of thousands of additional people. Um, you never know who's friends with who. I mean, right. it's just like I have relatives and people, you know, they've got backgrounds. Right. I mean, right. we all do. I think everybody who's got family has people like that that you're friends with that um, you might not want your other people to see. <laughs> Unpublic your wall. Set the audience for all previous wall posts to just friends and then turn off tag suggest because um, those, are, those are settings that, that tag suggests is in your privacy settings. Those are some just some basic general information to hopefully help you out. Um, One other thing to throw out there too, this, and this just ties in with the, um, you know, Facebook, it was an issue with Facebook a while back, but it, it applies to all online shopping. If you're ever online shopping and you're going to enter uh, your credit card information or any sensitive information, make sure you're on a secure website. And the way you can check that is if you look in the URL, it should say, HTTP, and then there should be an S right after HTTP. That means that whoever that vendor is or whatever that company is, they've gone through the steps to make sure that website is secure. Just verify that before you enter on any, any, uh, any personal information because that will help, help keep your stuff safe. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Now, like I said, we're going to get back into preparing to take Bo out of town to get him ready for his bachelor day and a half. Um, appreciate you guys listening to the show. You can always check us out at money-guy.com. I'm your host, Brian Preston. We'll see you in about two weeks.
The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston, and Brian Preston is a partner with Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston & Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. 